Welcome to the IWA podcast. In this episode, we talk about artificial intelligence, or AI, and its crucial role in approaching current and future challenges in the water sector. In particular, we focus on three key questions. How is AI used in the water sector? How has AI improved water services for customers? And what is the future of AI in the water sector? In this episode, we talk about artificial intelligence or AI and its crucial role in approaching current and future challenges. In particular, we focus on three key questions. How is AI used in the water sector? How has AI improved water services for customers and for operations? And what is the future of AI in the water sector? I'm your host, Catherine Cross, and I lead the strategic programs at IWA. I'm here with Professor Vladan Babovich, who is based at the National University of Singapore. He is a leading scientist in the field of hydroinformatics, where he has been spearheading research in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and computer modeling of hydraulics and hydrological phenomena from the early 1990s. Professor Babovich is also a scientist entrepreneur who was the founding director of Singapore Delft Water Alliance, and he is also most recently the founder of Hydroinformatics Institute and serves on its board of directors. Professor Babovich is one of the authors of the Artificial Intelligence White Paper that will soon be released by IWA. The White Paper introduces readers to tangible solutions that were developed to address specific challenges in real-life water systems using AI technology. This paper is authored along with Professor Zoran Kaplan at the Delft University of Technology and Emma Weisbord with Royal Haskening in the Netherlands. Professor Babovich, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's really a great pleasure to be with you today. So to start off with, um, can you provide us a bit of background for our listeners and tell us how artificial intelligence is used in the water sector? Perhaps uh, before I dive into this, it, it may be useful to reflect on what are these computing machines uh, doing to us and how do they impact our life. At the late 19th century, with uh, mechanical power becoming widely available, the quality of our life um, improved dramatically. And this was just due to the fact that we were able to generate and control mechanical power. So the Industrial Revolution created not only um, machines that are powered, but also all sorts of other inventions that would enable our ancestors to uh, perform their duties better. Now, today in the 21st century, we are surrounded by machines that are for all practical purposes much better than we are in very in a range of difficult cognitive tasks uh, machines are much better than we are in calculating in computing uh, they are very good at natural language processing computer vision it, it is very easy to draw a parallel uh, if the revolution that industrial revolution resulted in uh, the cognitive resolution uh, revolution uh, associated with with these powerful computers uh, and associated artificial intelligence techniques are uh, impacting society at large. Of course, water management, water resources management is a part of this, and, and our profession is seriously affected by uh, artificial intelligence because the tasks that were perhaps 30 years ago, very difficult, even for humans, now automated. Uh, we can train 
machines uh, uh, to perform more and more intelligent actions, process a huge volumes of data in order to automate uh, information processing and, and, and arrive at a higher order of conclusions. Uh, the impact of this is widespread. We feel it every day and I would like to believe that this is just the beginning of the process that will continue to go for years to come. Thank you very much for that and giving us a timeline of the evolution of AI and how it can be used. Um, based on your experiences, how do you think AI has improved water services, both in terms of operations and for customers? The AI today operates at, at a confluence of what I would like to call pervasive sensing. So there are instruments that monitor conditions of the environment, conditions of the assets all around us. And these instruments operate 24-7, 365 days in a year. So they're constantly available. Clearly a huge volumes of data. Now, but if we combine these data with computing power, with tremendous computational resources, which are not any longer restricted to one's laptops or desktop, but really sit on a cloud, access to to such a computing power once coupled with a huge volumes of data opens unprecedented opportunities given that uh, uh, we process the data not just numerically but actually process it using AI techniques. Today's state, state of the art is based on purpose-built networks, purpose-built sensing networks. So we install uh, uh, instrumented measure water levels uh, that measure water consumption, that measure environmental conditions, temperature, water quality, et cetera, et cetera. And just processing this has created a, a phenomenal opportunity to manage our environment as well as assets uh, much better. So it's really the combination of pervasive sensing with computing power and AI enabled algorithms. Thank you for explaining this and um, outlining how AI is improving the way um, we are managing and delivering water. Um, so given the trajectory that we are on, what do you see as the future role of AI in the water sector? The future role, in my opinion, will be largely driven by opportunistic sensing. What do I mean by this? awkward word, opportunistic sensing. Um, we will be repurposing the data that are acquired for other uh, reasons. Uh, for example, modern cities, smart cities are equipped with so many instruments, uh, starting with a closed caption TV. So CCTV cameras that acquire information about the traffic, perhaps track people, However, through advances of computer vision, these video signals can be repurposed to calculate, among the other things, rainfall intensities by simply tracking the rain streaks, the raindrop streaks on, on screen. And the CCTV cameras can be used to monitor water levels in rivers and canals, even a film of waterfall uh, which is formed on roads. And this is what I mean by repurposing the data. And this is what I mean by opportunistic sensing. The instruments are installed with a completely different use in mind. But if we repurpose them, we could take full advantage of those 
instrument for our purposes, better of better water management. Now, if you just extrapolate this very easily to smartphones, to wearable electronic devices, you can imagine the wealth of information, the wealth of data that we will be able to acquire. But to really take full advantage of these data, we have to continue pushing for further enhancements of AI techniques, uh, deep learning, to actually create a valuable uh, information for water management. So it is a process of dis distilling uh, raw data, which is becoming available to us in a larger and larger volumes into something that really could add a value without us having to commit in terms of expensive capital expenditures and installing a purpose-built sensory network. Opportunistic sensing, I really think, is the next big wave that will enable much better water management and it will be very likely unleashed by artificial intelligence. Um, thank you, Professor Babovich, for your thoughts on this and your insights on where the future of AI can take us. This is the end of the IWA Digital Water Podcast, and I'd like to thank Professor Babovich for joining us, and thank you to all our listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to know more about digital water, please join the IWA Digital Water Group on IWA Connect. Thank you for listening today, and stay safe. Thank you.